everybody. Welcome to Rachel's Reviews. This is really fun. We are back. David and I are back recording. It's been a while. And we used to do the, the previews and recaps, but because it's the world that we are living in, we are combining it together and just talking about movies is going to be fun. And David, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. It has been a while. I think... Yeah, I don't think we've talked since August. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, uh, it's I was so just so immersed in Christmas movies that <laughs> it really did take over my life for pretty much from August on. Honestly, uh, because starting in uh, in September, I was working on getting the preview shows done. And those were in October. And then the movie started in October. And uh, so, yeah, it really did take over my life for <laughs> for the whole quarter. But I'm glad that it did. It gave me something else to think about besides COVID and, <laughs> and everything. Uh, so, but yeah, I've missed talking with you. It's, it's always fun. Yeah, I've missed talking with you too. I've been uh, keeping myself busy too. I've uh, started a film club on Twitter. So I hang out with those people and talk about movies all the time. We have tournaments, we do all sorts of games. So that's been, yeah, I'm uh, excited about that. That sounds, that sounds really fun. We'll have to put uh, the information in the description. If people want to check it out for sure. Yeah. What's it called? Oh, it's just called SFC. Um, SFC. Yes. Okay, cool. That sounds good. Well, so we're going to, we are going to talk about, movies that we liked uh, that I, I tried to pick ones that I haven't talked about extensively on, uh, on the channel already on the podcast already. And uh, so we're going to talk about some movies that either I liked, didn't like, or I just thought would be interesting to talk about. And, uh, and then we're going to talk about some of the ones coming up that we're looking forward to. Sounds good. So yes, so this will be great. Um, well, let's dive in. Let's let's talk about our first choices. And I actually, my first choice is the movie Spontaneous, and this was in my top ten of the year. And it's a really weird movie because, well, it's a weird movie on lots of levels. But one aspect that's weird is that everybody who sees it likes it. It's ninety eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but for some reason it feels like nobody's talking about it and uh i don't know it's just a kind of a strange little uh phenomenon going on with this movie and i think the reason why i liked it it was just so original so creative i've never seen a movie like it quite like it and that was very refreshing yeah i saw this one too and honestly it's in my top 10 as well for the year um, I thought it was really creative. Um, I really like Charlie Plummer. I think that he has a great future ahead of him. Um, so yeah, it's it's uh, it's funny, but it's also like very heartbreaking. And uh, I don't know. I think everybody should check it out if they haven't seen it already. Yeah, I agree with you about Charlie Plummer. He actually had two movies in my top ten because uh, I really loved Words on Bathroom Walls as well. I haven't checked and, that one out yet, but I need to see it. Yeah, I really, well, it, it had kind of personal significance to me because I ended up 
it's all about a, a kid with schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. And I ended up interviewing a young man with schizophrenia named Zach on the, on my podcast. And then the director heard the interview. He really liked it. And then I interviewed him, Thor, Thor Frudenthal. And it was just a really positive experience uh, to have. And uh, so that was really cool to, to be able to talk about mental illness and schizophrenia and, and, uh, you know, just, it was a really cool experience. And anyway, so that's part of the reason why it, it, it was really impactful to me, but I really did like the movie a lot. And, uh, and this one is, is better than that movie, but, uh, but still he's just had a great year, Charlie Plummer. And I think that he, he could be the next Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, that's exactly who he uh, reminds me of. And I think I've mentioned it before uh, when we discussed Lean on Pete. Yeah, I love Lean so, on Pete. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's great. And, cool. and I think Catherine Lankford is really good, too. I think they're both making very interesting choices, and and uh, they're they're both really interesting. For sure. I agree. Yeah. Once again, everybody should check that, this one out. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, and it's just, and it's a weird movie. Be ready. I mean, it's this, people are exploding all over the place. Uh, but I don't know. I just liked it because of that, I guess. Yeah. It's still not like, there's a lot of blood, but besides that, it's not like gory, you know? No. I mean, how else are you going to do people exploding if you don't have blood? I mean, right. come on. It's not like you have dismembered bodies or anything. So no. I think most people can handle it. Well, and it doesn't forget to have a sense of humor about, about itself, but then it's also, it's not like light or flippant, I wouldn't say. Right. So, well, very good. So what is your first pick that you want to talk about? Okay. Speaking of light and flippant, uh, not really. Uh, Promising Young Woman is a movie that I saw on Christmas Day. Um, Uh yeah, I went to the movie theater, so I was safe. I wore my mask the whole time and, um, the seats were very spread out in the theater, but, um, this was a very, um, interesting experience for me. Um, it wasn't quite what I expected it to be. There were some good twists and turns and that's Mm -hmm. a positive. Um, yeah. Um, you, you've, you've watched this one, right? Yes. Yeah, I actually enjoyed it as well. It didn't make my top list, but I still really enjoyed it. And I thought that it it did a lot of the things that Black Christmas last year, 2019, tried to do. But I think it did it so much better. It commented on consent and it commented on on a, a lot of those same issues. But it, it did it in, with so much more wit and... I mean, people say, oh, well, it's a movie that hates men. I'm like, no, not really. I mean, because she hits everybody. She hates <laughs> she hates the women in the movie, too. I mean, she's not exactly a, a character to be emulated. Uh, it's not like they're saying this is the way to live your life. It's a revenge movie. And uh, as opposed to Black Christmas, where they were definitely saying this is the way that you should behave. And this is the way that you should be a woman. And uh, this is the way women should behave. And, uh, and, uh, and literally anybody who thinks differently is, is killed. 
And you know, so this to me was way, I mean, of course, way better, but actually good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny you made that comparison because I've made that same comparison when talking about Black Christmas recently with somebody. I was saying this can be done well and Promising Young Woman is the example. Um, You can have like this movie that is kind of like, I don't want to say anti-man, but just anti things that a lot of men do. Maybe not everybody. You don't want to make generalizations here, Um, but... (laughs) They don't paint every male character as uh, just a terrible person. Yeah, I said in my review, I said promising young woman or a commentary on boys will be boys culture. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like it's commenting on the idea of like, oh, you know, they'll we're going to excuse this behavior for some reason. Not not that's not talking about men as a whole. It's talking about that that kind of culture of like frat boy kind of oh boys will be boys kind of culture yeah and and while i recommend spontaneous for pretty much anybody i don't think i would recommend this for everybody there's definitely some pretty dark uh themes in here and some stuff is just very hard to watch um Mm -hmm. especially if, if you're not used to um kind of brutal moments in a film uh, especially something near the last act. Um, yeah, the, I feel like the the ending is is somewhat polarizing. We don't won't have to give it away, but uh, but some people don't like the ending. Some people like the ending. What are your thoughts on the ending? Yeah, I like the ending because it was not predictable. Um, that's not the route I expected the film to go down, and I thought they pulled it off well. Um, it's a little bit. I don't know how to say this without giving things away. Um, it's a little bit, everything falls into place too perfectly, but I can excuse that. It it worked for me. I liked the ending because I felt like I needed her to get her revenge and that was how she got it. And so I thought it was satisfying for this kind of story. Uh, but, uh, but I know I, I can see other people's, other people's points. Right when it comes to when it comes to the movie yeah. it was definitely a very like bold movie and i think carrie mulligan deserves the oscar talk she's really good in it and i think it's a very strong debut for emerald Fennell. i think she did a really good job so yeah yeah it'd be interesting to see what she does next i agree and it's great to see like i think 2020 maybe not the best year for movies but i think it was a very strong year for uh women directing directing mm-hmm. movies um, that's true so, and this is one of the best for me you had uh you had autumn de doing emma mm-hmm. that was a good one too one of my favorites and uh and then i also had in my top 10 uh dick johnson is dead uh by kirsten johnson uh, that was a documentary that I loved. Uh, so at a, I guess I had um, two, two female directors in my top 10. Uh, so yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Uh, so, all right. Well, next I wanted to talk about uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. So this movie uh, is based on a August Wilson play and it definitely feels like it. It feels like a play. 
And I, I think though the performances are really good uh, and you definitely get a sense of real sense of place. And overall I enjoyed the film. I, I thought the ending wasn't my favorite. It was kind of weird to me, but, um, but I still overall definitely would recommend it. What did, what did you think about this one? Yeah, I would recommend this as well. So I went into this kind of hesitant because um, I really wasn't big on fences. And that was also an August Wilson play. And I've heard that this was pretty similar. I can kind of see how it's similar in both of them. Like you kind of feel like you're watching a play. Um, But as far as tone goes and um, I don't know, the delivery, it's just it's pretty different for me. And I like this much better than fences. Um, I thought some of the performances were among the best of the year. Like I'll be surprised if we don't see Viola Davis and Chadwick Boseman win Oscars this year. Um, I mean, nothing's for sure, but I thought both of them were really great in this film. Um, Yeah. And Chadwick Boseman, like he, this was the best I've ever seen him. Um, Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I thought it was very good. And I, I actually didn't mind the ending. It, it definitely uh, takes a tonal shift um, as a lot of these movies do that we're discussing, but mm-hmm. um, it, it worked for me. And uh, I, I thought it was pretty interesting, especially knowing this is a true story. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was like, just seemed very random to me that like what he did and, like what that kind of came out of nowhere that why did he do that? What was, I don't know. It was, it was strange to me, but, but I, it wasn't enough to ruin the movie or anything. I still overall enjoyed it. And I mean, I, I liked it and I think that it's very well made. And like I said, you get a definite sense of place and time and, uh, and yeah, Viola Davis, it's a really, great performance in particular i think that you feel like you know this woman and (laughs) that she's she's very good and that and it seems like somebody that i don't know if i've ever seen her someone like her quite quite like her that in uh on the screen at least for a long time it's not one of those performances you're gonna be like oh that's just like uh you know Clark Gable or Jimmy Stewart, you know, like this is so unique, you know? Right. I agree. Yeah. This was a, definitely a transformation for Viola Davis. Um, yeah. That's a good word for it. Yeah. I haven't seen her quite like this. Um, I, but it's, it's a very familiar character to me as far as like people I've known in my real life. Like I feel like I know Ma Rainey's that um, like some mm-hmm. of my friends had parents that were Ma Rainey's. Um, oh yeah. So yeah, it 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 was kind of cool seeing her take on that kind of role. Yeah. All right. Well, what is your next one you want film you want to talk about? Okay, so the next one I wanted to discuss is a movie called Greenland. Um it did not get a theatrical release this year or this past year. Um but um you can definitely rent it and I would highly recommend it. Um this is a disaster film. Um, about these meteors hitting the earth and it's going to be catastrophic to the earth and kill everybody. Um, And we had Gerard Butler trying to save his family. Um, I was actually very impressed with this. 
Gerard Butler lately has been uh, an actor that I try to avoid if I can. Um, I've just been pretty disappointed with a lot of his work. But um, this this is exactly what I look for in a disaster film. Um, Some great effects. And it's actually like it feels small. Um, It's not like a Roland Emmerich, like just all of these huge set pieces, like things being destroyed left and right. No, it's more of a family film. It's uh, focusing on Gerard Butler and his quest to keep his family safe. And um, it just really worked for me. Um, It kept me on my toes the whole time. So um, if you like disaster films, but you just, if you're like me and you know, like it's rare for there to be a really strong disaster film, I think this is the closest we've gotten in quite a while. Yeah, you know, I had skipped this because I was just like, I can't deal with it, deal with this right now. <laughs> I feel like we're living in an end of the world like situation, and I it just sounded stressful to me. And I just, I don't know. But I've heard from so many people that it's actually really good, so I need to watch it. Yeah, I, I definitely think you should watch it. And honestly, like, I think most people can handle this. It's it's not like that awful Songbird movie that's mm-hmm. uh, really uh, trying to maximize off of people's current fears of COVID. Um, and I did watch that movie. It's pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. It's uh, one of my... Oh, yeah, three. that one sounded just awful. So I never, I didn't watch that. Oh, don't. Either. But do watch yeah. this. Do watch this. Okay. And I'll be curious what you think of it, Rachel. Yeah, I definitely will. And... Uh, yeah, it sounds sensitive because because he he can act like when he actually mm-hmm. tries, but he's just been phoning it in on so many movies like Gods of Egypt and stuff like that. You know that uh, it's it's refreshing to hear that he, he got a good one. Yeah, and and this is kind of a different character for him. Like usually he's this macho, like um, he's the guy that has it all together. In this, he's very human. He has flaws. He he's scared. He's not like super strong he's kind of timid um in a lot of points of the film too but he he's really doing his best and uh, i yeah I, th- I thought he was very good yeah. yeah very cool all right well the next one i wanted to talk about is available on hbo max it's the bgs how can you mend a broken heart this is a documentary about the BGs, obviously, but it really goes over quite a bit of time period between uh, the uh, the 1960s and then into the 70s, and uh, not only the you know the story of this band, but also the story of uh, of those time periods as well. And and it it does a really good job of capturing. Uh, the the you know the disco craze and and what uh, wh- what kind of got to their falsetto sound and how that developed and and that was really interesting to me and it's also interesting because it's about a family you know that they were all brothers and that dynamic was very interesting to me and I had no idea that they were such prolific songwriters that that they wrote a lot of hits for even people like Dolly Parton and uh and Barbara Streisand and I don't know that was interesting to me and I just really enjoyed it it's on a HBO Max if people have that and uh I I think that even if you're not the biggest Bee Gees fan I think that you'll find it interesting and I it was also interesting just as a 
piece about how quickly uh, you can go from kind of a hero to a zero in the in the eyes of pop culture. It was, I mean, they're having this massive success of Saturday Night Fever, and just like that, all of a sudden they they aren't cool and disco is out and uh it is pretty interesting literally in the course of like six months they they went from one of the biggest albums of all time to to a kind of a joke and uh, so i don't know that's interesting to me uh how that can work and so I, i i really liked it it was very good yeah um this is one that i've heard good things about i haven't had a chance to watch it um, but you're selling me on it. I'm a, I'm a little more interested than I was before. So yes, all right, <laughs> yeah. No, I I really liked it. I I I, uh, I had it. I have right now at thirty on my list of the year. Uh, but uh, I really my top really my top thirty five are all pretty high for me. Uh, so I I uh, I think you should definitely check it out if you have HBO max. So what do you have next to talk about? So I wanted to talk about some of the animation from uh, 2020 because I personally thought it was a very good year for animation. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, the first one I wanted to discuss is a movie called Wolf Walkers. Um, Yeah. And this is by the same studio that did secret of the Kells and song of the sea. And I know we both have a lot of love for song of the sea. So um, I was excited for this, and I know you recommended it as well. So yeah, I went and watched this in the movie theaters, and uh, yeah, it was oh, so even lucky. better than I expected. Yeah, I was very I, lucky. <laughs> I, I thought I was going to go see it, because I thought, oh, for sure, there's so little out. It'll be in the theaters for a couple weeks. And it was only, at least here, it was only in my theater for one weekend. I was so mad at myself for not seeing it. And... So I, I haven't got to see it on the theater in the theater, but I just absolutely love this movie. It was my favorite of 2020 and my number one. Yeah. I loved the relationship between the two girls and I loved the whole dynamic between them and her fa- father. He's trying to protect her, but uh, you know, he's, he, 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 in a way kind of becomes the villain of the movie, but he has the best of intentions and, and so that was good. And the animation is so beautiful and the music was great. And uh, yeah, it was, it was gorgeous. Yeah. This is actually, you'll be happy to hear this is in my top five of the year. Yes. Um, so <laughs> I, I haven't really settled on a solid list for my year end rankings, but uh-huh. I think it will stay in my top five. Uh, yeah. It's very beautiful uh, compared to song of the sea, which I never saw secret of the Kells. Um, uh-huh. this has more of a narrative i feel like this is better for a wide audience you know yeah um so it if if you did see song of the sea and it didn't work for you for some reason uh, that really sucks first of all <laughs> um but second of all i think you should still give this a chance um yeah, get off my channel what are you doing <laughs> right um unless it's just the animation of song of the sea that you didn't like then I, I'll try not to judge you, but yeah, this probably still won't be your thing. But if it's the plot that was a little confusing, 
Um, I think you can handle this. Uh, it's it's definitely more mainstream filling, but yeah. at the same time, like it's it's also very art house and um, beautiful mm-hmm. and great story. Um, yeah, I think it'll definitely evoke some emotions for me. Yeah, I I have been debating about which I think is stronger, and I mean I don't know why we have to rank them, mm-hmm. but I've you know that's human nature, but. Uh, uh, I, I I have such a personal connection to Song of the Sea because I saw it just after my cousin had died and uh, her, her little boy uh, speaking at her funeral and then to watch Ben in Song of the Sea uh, dealing with his mother's you know death was very emotional for me and uh, so it has that kind of emotion that this I don't know if this had quite that same emotion. But it still was was emotional, and I think if I was just comparing brass tacks, I would say that this one is probably a stronger film. But I still love both of them so much, and I mean that's a huge compliment. Uh, I, I I think Tom Moore is just an incredible animator and <laughs> an incredible director, and I wish that I I know that. That's it's not going to win, but I wish that it would win. I think it's the best animated film of the year, and I think that he's had such three such strong films in a row. Right. <laughs> I wish that he would win, but I know he won't because Soul. And but you know what are you going to do? I guess. Very true. Yeah, we'll get to Soul soon. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. All right. Well, I, I thought it would be fun to talk about The Prom. So The Prom came out on Netflix, and this was based on the Broadway play. And, you know, I love me a musical. I, I really do. I'm an easy sell when it comes to musicals. And I, I, I think I wish that this musical wasn't really about the celebrities, that I wish that it was just about the girl. And I think that it's stronger there, but I don't know. I just thought this was, it was fun. I thought I, the points where it tries to get really emotional, particularly with James Corden's character didn't really work that well, but I, I don't know. I still overall enjoyed it. Uh, I gave it fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, what about you? What did you think? Yeah, I would say overall, I enjoyed this film. Um, I think the first 15 minutes uh, are the best like part of the film. Um, uh-huh. It's just a lot of fun. Those first few numbers that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and it got me really excited for the film and it kind of plateaued and maybe slightly went down. And like it never got bad. It just kind of felt predictable at times, uh-huh. um, but I still probably would have this in my top 30. It's just, it's fun. It's uh-huh. something um, groundbreaking for me, um, but yeah, I still enjoyed it. I know I'm sounding critical, but yeah. I enjoyed it. Well, so what do you think about the controversy of James Corden playing this gay character? Do you think that that was fair? fair criticism or no yeah i i think it's fair for people to bring that up um i personally don't have a problem with it i think if you're gonna put straight actors in a box and say that they can't play gay characters 
you have to expect the same thing to to go the other way. Like gay gay actors, I think they should be able to play straight roles. Sure. So, um, yeah. I don't want to limit them, so I don't think it's fair to limit straight actors as well. I know a lot of the criticism came with how he played the character and how it kind of seemed like a stereotype. So I think that's fair. Um, mm-hmm. It just didn't really bother me. I also didn't really like the whole plot, which they added, which wasn't part of the, I guess, the Broadway musical. They of them, him and his mother, uh, because I don't know. I mean, I just think that that's a very personal thing. Is you know the relationships between, uh, you know, someone like that. They they it's a very personal thing. Uh, and it could have gone very south and the idea of of just sort of just sort of thrusting that on somebody against their will is, is not good mm-hmm. so but uh but anyway i think the heart was you watch this movie to me it's just so obvious the heart was definitely in the right place they were trying to make something very sweet and uh, and I mean, I think seeing Meryl Streep sing and and really vamp it up was really was is always going to be fun. And Nicole Kidman was sweet, and um, yeah. you know, really like I said, like I'm Meryl an easy sell when it comes to musicals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Meryl and Streep was that, probably my favorite part of it. Yeah, she was really fun. I I I think that Keegan Michael uh, Key is in danger of overexposure. I think he has been. I just feel like he has been in so many movies and he kind of does a lot of the same type of roles. And I just worry that he, I don't know, people are going to kind of get overkill on him. It's definitely a possibility. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's again, not one of my favorites of the year or anything like that, but I I felt, felt like people maybe a little hard on it just because, uh, I don't know. People are tough on musicals. I think sometimes, uh, but uh, all right. What do you want to talk about next? So uh, next I wanted to talk about soul, um, which yes. we kind of touched on. Um, I know it probably is the front runner mm-hmm. to win best animated film at the Oscars. Um, I did think it was very good. Um, yeah. Is it my favorite Pixar movie? No. Um it might not even be in the top half, to be honest. But same with me, actually. I, I, I have it at twenty on my list, so it's not like I hate it. I liked it. I just, I just don't think it's a masterpiece. That's my only pushback. Is I, I feel like I think it's really bold, really ambitious. I think it's admirable that they made it, and I like it. I think it's interesting. But I, I don't think it completely works. I mean, the the second act with the cat is where it kind of loses me quite a bit. I, I, and I, I almost think it would be better as a short. Uh, that because uh, the idea is really interesting. The idea of sort of getting lost in your in your passion, and him kind of realizing that he that jazz is great, but think of all that he kind of lost along the way of pursuing that passion. I think that's a really interesting message, but 
I don't know. I think it gets a little muddled along the way. I still really enjoy it. We're talking about degrees of greatness here. And everybody, I just feel like everyone has been like, this is a masterpiece. This is so great. And I'm like, oh. yeah, I personally <laughs> liked Onward better. Mm-hmm. Um, they were pretty close to me. They were pretty close. Yeah. But um, with this one, I think part of my problem might have been that um, I I watched it on Christmas Day. Um, Uh First, I went to the movie theater and watched Promising Young Woman. Then I hopped to a different movie theater and watched News of the World. Um, And then I came home and I watched Soul. So I was a bit tired. um, Yeah. And I felt like I felt sleepy while I was watching it. And this is like, I would say this is more geared towards adults than most Pixar movies. Um, And it's not just like super, super palatable, like, uh, like a lot of Pixar movies are. So you actually have to pay attention. So I do need to give this a rewatch. With that said, though, I still like, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was creative. I thought visually there were some really strong moments. it's hovering like right around my top 10, maybe just outside. Um, so I do like it a lot. I think it might have been a little bit overhyped for me because I was yeah. hearing people earlier that morning um, talk about how amazing it was. So um, it's very good, but <laughs> not the best thing I've ever seen. The animation is absolutely gorgeous. And I agree with you about it being more for adults. I mean, I think that the people that are expecting it, it to be inside out are, are going to be disappointed because it's, it's not like it's, there's nothing inappropriate for children. Like it's not adult in that context, but I just think that kids are going to be kind of bored by it. I mean, I, I don't know what kid is that invested in the existential crisis of, you know, like a a 40 year old (laughs) man. Uh, I just, I, I don't think they'll be that interested in it, but the animation is absolutely beautiful. And I like I said, I think that it's message is very interesting. Uh, something that you don't expect uh, to see coming in you know, most, most stories are about, uh, you know, sort of celebrating your passion. But in this case, it's actually more complicated than that, which I, I appreciate and find interesting. And it's interesting to me because Pete doctor is a very, you know, Christian man. He's a very, uh, uh, he's a believer and his sort of seeing his, his take on the afterlife is kind of interesting to me <laughs> that, uh, it, it's not what I would have expected coming from him. And so I don't know. I I really do appreciate the movie. I like it. I just like Wolf Walker so much more. <laughs> me too. <laughs> and that's the frustration for me, and that I know that it's not going to win, and I'm just like ah. <laughs> 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 but anyway, it's still a good film, yeah. and that's what I just have to remind myself uh, that the Oscars are not everything. But I wish that I wish that Wolfwalkers was getting the same love that uh, that Soul is. Uh, But it's hard too when it's on Apple Plus, which isn't as you know popular as Disney Plus. 
Yeah, it's definitely not set up as well as Soul was, even without a theatrical release, which is kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, and I don't know why they pulled it so soon. It was so weird to me. Like, I thought for sure it would be out for a couple weeks, but nope, just one week. Oh, that was so disappointing. Um, oh, well, the next one that I want to talk about is also very existential. It's a movie called Wander Darkly. And this has Sienna Miller, who I think is very underrated as an actress. I think she is very good. She was in a movie in 2019 called American Woman, which I really liked. And then she's in this. And this is Diego Luna is plays her husband. And there's an an accident and the the movie kind of goes back and forth between uh their uh, their relationship and and uh the the highs and lows of their relationship and you kind of don't know what's actually happening and what is real and what's not real and what's a flashback and uh and i think it was it was wasn't perfect but i think overall it's definitely worth checking out Yeah, so I did see this. Um, this is actually of the, of the movies we've discussed. It's it's my least favorite. Um, I can see why people would like it. It just didn't quite work for me. This felt like, I, well, I was almost certain that this was a an adaptation from a book. So I looked it up after, like, right after I watched, and and it was not. Um, but it feels very much like it should have been a book. I think it would have worked better that way. Um, yeah, it just, uh, I, I don't know. There's too many layers that, uh, for it to, <laughs> to be portrayed well, um, in this visual format for me. Um, but I can see why other people like it. Um, the performances were good. It has a pretty interesting twist to it. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm not saying don't watch it by any means, but yeah, I mean, I have it at 50, so it's not like a favorite of the year or anything, but I, I just overall thought it was interesting. It was trying some different things and I thought the performances were pretty good and uh, it, it does have kind of a twist at the end. And uh, I, uh, it, it's also directed by a woman, Tara M- Mielli. Um And so I think it's worth a watch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so and hadn't really talked about it on the channel yet. I got to act, got to uh, listen in on a Zoom panel with the director, so that and, and Sienna Miller. So that was pretty interesting too to kind of um, hear more about the uh, the making of the movie. But yeah, if you have time, I think it's worth worth a watch. It's not perfect, but uh, but yeah. So, all right, what's the last one that you want to talk about? So um, I'm going to fill out the trifecta of animation here, and I wanted to talk about The Crudes, A New Age. Um, Uh So I really like the first uh, movie for The Crudes. I Uh I thought it was a lot of fun, very beautiful. Um, Just, just, it was one of my favorites the year it came out, uh, Uh 2013, I believe. Um, So I've been looking forward to this. Um, I actually went into this movie blind. I did not watch a single trailer, which uh, usually a movie of this caliber I would not be able to do. But since I hadn't been going to movie theaters, I didn't have to worry about seeing trailers. Um, But yeah, I I went into this. I I brought my roommates. I made them watch the first one with me first. 
Um, and they both thought this was better than the first one. Um, they're pretty close for me, to be honest. I thought this really held up well. Um, it was definitely beautiful to watch. Um, I really like the, the new element of the new characters that they bring in. Um, it's, it's very silly. It gets very silly. Um, Uh that's what I expected from it. So, um, if you've seen the first Scrooge and you like that, there's no reason you wouldn't like this. I believe. Yeah, no, I agree. I I enjoyed it as well. I, I I appreciate some of the choices they made, like the fact they didn't make the two young ladies cat fighting over mm-hmm. this male character. That was refreshing when I first saw that. I was like, oh no, uh, but they were just friends, and so that was great. And and I, they had a lot of contemporary current uh messaging without it seeming obnoxious like the fact that there's uh they're they're taking down the wall and talking about immigrating kind of new new people coming in and how can we get along and that some of those messages i think you could have a great conversation with your kids about themes of this movie without it being annoying right i agree and this is in my personal top 10. I think probably about half, if not over half of my top 10 is animation this year. All right. So, um, yeah, I, this is not for me as strong as Wolf Walkers, but personally I like this better than soul. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I can see it. It was a little shouty for me. I felt like the, the characters were always kind of shouting all the time. Um, so that, that wasn't my favorite, but I got to see it on the IMAX on Thanksgiving morning. <laughs> <laughs> nice i saw it on the imax thanksgiving yeah. as well oh you did uh and i i had actually shawn the sheep farmageddon in my top 15 i'm probably the only person who did but that was my little animated film that i liked more than other people <laughs> seemed to me yeah. i thought it was so cute and i don't know i just i just enjoyed it so uh but yeah then i have wolf walkers in my top 15 and my other little movie that I liked way more than everybody else seemingly was Timmy failure mistakes were made. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw that on Disney plus, but I, I just thought it was, I remember you talking about it though. I thought it was the cutest movie. I loved it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I like it. I love when people's top lists are unique and aren't just the, the Oscar favorites, you know, like you should should be a little bit creative. So that's very good. All right. Uh, One thing I wanted to talk about before we talk about upcoming films is I think that we have a real risk of these films being just too overhyped that I don't know. I, I just saw it with, because there's the thing that sometimes happens with movies where it's not bad. It's just disappointing because we expected it to be better. Right. And so then it feels like a bad movie, but really it's not actually a bad movie. We were just expecting it to be great and it's good. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that was a lot of what happened with wonder woman 84 like that movie has problems. Don't get me wrong. And, but people like myself loved the original so much that, and, and have it hyped up kind of 
over and over again over the course of this year and then finally get to see it it feels like it feels like at least to me it feels like a bad movie because it's disappointing but it actually in my opinion wasn't a bad movie it just was not as good as we were hoping it would be anyway and that i i kind of worry that with these movies because some of these movies have had two three four hype cycles right and then we finally get to see them it's gonna feel i mean what movie can live up to that kind of thing what movie can can live up to you know three or four marketing cycles i don't i don't know i mean i worry that we're just set up for a whole year of really disappointing films i don't know do you see what i'm saying yeah i hadn't really thought of it um but you make great points i mean it's personally with wonder woman i, I didn't think it was that bad um i i kind of enjoyed it more than the first one i know that's not a popular opinion uh-huh. um but i think also part of it I heard somebody talk about this on a podcast recently. I think people are just kind of angry right now and they're just easily set off. So even with so many movies lately have been getting backlash for whatever reasons, even some of the ones we've talked about, I've heard backlash uh, from people talking about soul. I've heard it from the prom. Um, So People are just angry. So I think people just need to relax a bit when they're going into movies and not expecting everything to be perfect, not expecting them to fit into your like box of what is the best way to film make. Um, Not everybody's going to do it perfectly. You may have great points, but I mean, we need to show grace for these filmmakers. Like uh, the industry is suffering bad. Um, Yeah. So many people are out of work, not not just people in Hollywood. Obviously, they're probably doing better than most people in the film industry. But like, look at all these people who work at movie theaters, like they're all going under. Right. Um, yeah. Let's just try to relax and, and just have fun with these movies, I think. Because I think that the the No Time to Die or whatever, the, the, the James Bond movie, I think that's the next one that's going to. I, I mean, I don't know. I just think it's now been, again, gone through three, four mm-hmm. marketing cycles. And I mean, the last one was kind of disappointing inspector. And what, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm not going to be surprised at all. If people are like, oh, this is disappointing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, does that mean that it's bad? I don't think so. But it might be bad. Who knows? But I don't know. I just think we have to be really careful this year because as something as a critic, I'm being very cognizant of and just trying to really check my expectations at the door when I start a movie. Yeah, definitely a wise choice, I would say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, some of the movies that we're going to talk about upcoming, I've actually seen already at uh, festivals and things like that, but uh we have nine days that's going to be released i think this spring and this was a movie i saw at sundance last year and uh it's gonna be really interesting it's kind of similar to soul in many ways it's about a uh, a afterlife uh kind of stopping ground where uh they get you get a chance to kind of look over your life and whether you can move on to the next step and uh, it's a very uh, interesting kind of bold movie. I didn't 
necessarily sort of move me the way that it has for some people but i still think it's definitely worth seeing and a very uh interesting well well acted winston duke is the lead in it and it has a lot to say and uh i i think it's a, a very interesting film uh yeah i didn't i didn't get a chance to look at this trailer a couple of the movies that we're going to discuss i i didn't have a chance to uh watch the trailer so you'll have to forgive me but i do like this cast um i really like bill skarsgård um i don't know i don't know why he's just a quirky weird favorite of mine so yeah um I'll I'll check this out for sure. Yeah, I think it definitely like some people are like loving it, giving it five stars, four and a half stars. Uh, I I am not on that camp. I gave it three and a half, but that's a pretty good score. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, so what do you have of your upcoming? Yeah, film? so um, one of the movies I wanted to talk about obviously is Nomadland. Um, that's definitely a movie that people have been talking about a lot. It's a front runner for best picture at the Oscars this year. Um, technically it's going to be a 2021 movie. It didn't get a limited release in December, like it initially was supposed to. So, um, yeah, that will be coming out in February. Um, I, I love Frances McDormand, um, uh, Chloe Zhao. Um, she did the writer, which I thought was a very good film. So I'm excited to see this follow-up. Um, I think the trailer looks, uh, I, I don't know. It doesn't give away too much yet. So, um, actually yeah. they had a second trailer. I forgot about the second trailer that did look more interesting. Um, but either way, yeah. I, we expect it to be very good. So I saw this when I, I, I rented it during when it was at TIFF. And it's a beautiful movie. I think it has real empathy for its characters. And it has a lot of raw performances. People not trained actors. Which I appreciated. I There were a couple parts that I wish had, had been elaborated a little bit more on. Like the fact that... Uh, I, I don't know. I kind of wondered about her safety as a character sometimes. And that was never really dealt with or, or talked about. Um that I would have liked to have explored. She's a single woman in some, some, you know, living this life. And, uh, but she's great. Frances McDormand uh, in it. And so she's worthy of the praise there. And David Stratham is good. And like I said, there's lots of, of non-professional actors in the movie, which give it a real grounded feel. And it's beautiful. Cinematography is beautiful. So it's definitely worth watching. I'm not on the, uh, you know, four and a half, five star train uh, on it, but I still enjoyed it. So good to hear. uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. Then I am, I am also looking forward to Raya and the last dragon. This comes to theaters and Disney plus uh, premiere in March. And I figure if honestly, if, they are making it a premiere. They must have a, a pretty good confidence in it. I think that people will, will purchase it. Uh, and I, I feel like I, I wish it was a musical because I love Disney musicals, but, and I didn't like love the trailer, but I liked the trailer. Uh, and you know, I'm always going to be excited about Disney animation. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I, we actually feel the same way about this trailer. It, 
it didn't blow me away. Um, but I think it still looks intriguing. It kind of gave me Mulan vibes. I don't know if you got that too. Yeah. I just hope that it's not Disney's How to Train Your Dragon. I hope that they have some, that it has enough kind of unique uh, facets to it. Yeah. And you can tell they're definitely holding back um, some of the major elements of the film yeah. and the marketing. Like we're, we're not seeing much dragon, which is uh, interesting considering the title. But yeah, I think this this will probably be a a fun one. Um, I'm optimistic. Yeah. So, what are you looking forward to next? Yeah. So, um, another one I want to see is Minari. Um, another one getting Oscar buzz here. Um, it it's had its share of controversy with uh, not being eligible for best uh, drama in the golden globes um it's in the foreign language film category but um yeah i think this this looks very good it looks like it looks like it has a lot of heart um so i i've I've definitely been wanting to watch this one for a while since i first saw the trailer um so i'm anxiously waiting for february to come um, Mm -hmm. because it will be at my art house theater i believe so yeah uh, it's a great film. I've, I've had the chance to see it. It did make my top 25 and it, it's a little bit of a slow burn. So some people will think it's boring, uh, but I, I really enjoyed it. The little kid is the cutest thing to ever exist. He is so adorable and uh, it's quite a devastating yet oddly hopeful uh, portrayal of the American dream. Really uh, when it comes down to it is he's this man trying to become a farmer in uh i forget oklahoma or arkansas and uh, him and his family and it's it's very i really enjoyed it it's very good so i think you'll like it awesome yeah (laughs) um okay then we have uh earwig and the witch and this is interesting to me on a lot of levels it's actually from studio ghibli uh, which they haven't made a movie in since um, when Marnie was here, which was a while ago. And uh, it's directed by Goro Miyazaki, who is the son of Hayao Miyazaki, the great animator. And Goro has made three animated films. And one of them, this is his third, I believe. And anyway, he's made three animated films. And one of them is called Tales of Earthsea. And it's, is widely considered as studio Ghibli's only big flop. And uh, he was very heavily criticized for it. I, I think the movie has some value. I don't think it's as bad as people say, but it's certainly not perfect. And even his own father said how he didn't like the movie, (laughs) which has got to suck. And uh, so I'm kind of rooting for him. I feel like a bit of an underdog here. And uh, of course I'm always going to be excited about, studio ghibli films and the it's 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 their first cg animated film and the animation doesn't look the best but um hopefully it'll be good i don't know we'll see yeah i heard about this uh a couple weeks ago um and i was intrigued because i read first that this was going to be their first um uh computer animated film so i looked up the trailer and uh yeah 
it, it definitely, it might not be for me. I'll still check it out though. Um, but yeah, it, it, it could be better animation for sure. Yeah. They, I guess they're using the same technology that they did for their TV animated films. And it kind of feels that mm-hmm. way. Uh, but if the story's good, then that's all that matters. So we'll see. I hopefully will get to see it pretty soon. Uh, I know they're sending out screeners and stuff, but uh, yeah, we'll see. So then uh, let's, I guess let's just do one more each. How about that? Okay. Yeah. Um, so what is the last one you want to talk about? Okay. I'll talk about, um, the last one I want to discuss is my most anticipated movie of 2020. And it's now become my most anticipated movie of 2021. And that is a quiet place too. Um, yeah, yeah, this one, uh, got pulled from theaters like last minute. Um, right as COVID was becoming pretty big here in the United States, I had my tickets ready. Um, I was going to go watch the very first showing of it and then my dreams got crushed. So, um, I'm hoping that doesn't happen again this time. Um, I think it has an April release date, but, uh, yeah, I cannot wait. I really loved a quiet place and I'm hoping the sequel lives up to it. Um, it has great early word of mouth, (laughs) very early word of mouth considering how far it's been pushed off. But yeah, I can't wait for this one. Yeah, I had the screener scheduled. It was literally on the the Monday uh, that, and then I think things were closed on like Sunday. And so, I mean, I was just barely missed it at going to the screening. And I, I think it's it's something I'm very much looking forward to. I really enjoyed the first one. I I do worry a little bit about what a year's long kind of anticipation is going to do. That's when I'm going to be really checking myself, making sure I'm not overhyped uh, for it because that's mm-hmm. just not fair to the movie. It's not its fault. <laughs> it's not fair for me to put a year long expectation <laughs> uh, onto the film. So I'm really going to try, but uh, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. And uh, I, I mean, aside me felt like the first one was kind of this perfect little story and mm-hmm. we need to know more about these characters, but that's my only, I guess, hesitation. Right. But I agree. Uh, like when I first heard of the sequel, I was hoping it would be following a different storyline. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm not too disappointed that it's following this family because I do love Emily Blunt. I thought all three of them were great in the first film. So um, I am still excited to see what they, what stories they have to tell here. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be good. I'm excited. So, all right. Well, the, the next one I wanted to talk about or the last one is to talk about black widow. So black widow is, the you know marvel movie that just kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed and i guess they are aren't doing it on disney plus it's not as they're not doing a premiere release which i thought they might do same day as you know theaters like they're doing with raya which is a little bit surprising to me and they hardly talked about it at all at the at the marvel presentation at the investors day so that was sort of surprising to me uh 
but I'm I'm still excited. I hope it'll be good. I mean, I I like the MCU. I like most of the Marvel movies, and I I think it looks like it has some pretty good action. And I'm just I just want to see the darn thing. Yeah, it's interesting. We talked about um, not trying to set our expectations too high. For me, Black Widow does not have to worry about that. Um, my expectations are not high for this. Um, uh-huh. Each trailer that has come out has just made me less interested in this film. Um, and this is probably a hot take, but I just it's it's the least interested I've been in a Marvel movie in probably at least what five years. Um, uh-huh. I I I don't know. I'm not. I don't think it'll be great. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. And uh, I usually when I have low expectations, I mean, that's a good thing. Um, So I'll probably like it better than I expect. But I don't know why this story needs to be told. Uh, I guess we'll see. Um, But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it does seem like if they really had a lot of faith in it, they would be doing this same, you know, the the Disney Plus premiere. Yeah. that was very surprising to me. And like mm-hmm. I said, they didn't mention it almost at all at the investor meeting. It was weird. To right. Me. I kept waiting. We kept my roommate and I kept waiting to hear that. Oh, this is not going to be released in theaters after all. Right. Um, yeah. They didn't say that. They said it. They didn't even talk weird. about it. Like yeah. hardly at all. Right. <laughs> they didn't, you think they'd have the director on or, you know, something, uh but no they didn't and so that's was weird to me but i i still i hopefully it'll be good and we'll see we'll see i mean it's gonna be interesting because they'll have the the competition of these series that are now starting Mm -hmm. uh, as well you know wandavision and then falcon and winter soldier and uh, so that will be interesting to see how that all plays out as well yeah yeah well, very good. We did it. Uh, we talked about some interesting films that we saw and some things coming up. And uh, I'm uh, I'm definitely looking forward to 2021. It's going to be just a nice year to hopefully kind of get back some of our normalcy, hopefully, as we get vaccines mm-hmm. and other things like that. We'll see how it all goes, but it's going to be better than 2020, let's hope. <laughs> It's hard to be worse, but you yeah. never know. That's right. But uh, if people want to follow you, how can they do that? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter. I am the David Healy on Twitter. Um, you can also find me in a Facebook group called Film Freaks. Um, it is facebook.com slash Film Freaks group. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Check that out. And uh, and also check out the Hallmarkies podcast. With lots of good stuff going on over there. Lots of interviews, other uh, fun stuff. So check out over there. And thanks so much. And we'll have all the information about the movie club, the other stuff going on in the description. So let us know what you think, what you think of these movies we talked about and what you are excited for coming up. Love to hear your thoughts. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Bye, everyone. Bye.